right, Rick Sapio here. At BFS, we believe that being an entrepreneur and creating value is one of the purest forms of self-expression and fulfillment in the world. And that's why we created this blueprint to exponential business growth and success. We created it because we want you to be self-expressed and fulfilled. We don't want you to be a chaotic entrepreneur. Our objective is for you to be the best entrepreneur and business person that you could possibly be. Three legs of the BFS stools as principles and tactics. That's what this is about. There's mindset and there's financial success. If you're not using the decision-making lens of simplicity, probability, and leverage, start now. In our boot camps, we often play the uh, video, the Stop It video by Bob Newhart. And he's like, you know, if you want to change your life, just stop it. Stop the nonsense. Stop the things that you know don't work. Stop it. I'm going to review right now the uh, Business Finishing School frame. I'm going to do very briefly. It's really just to, to uh, make this top of mind for you. The, the BFS business frame is first you have to have a short, crystal clear business purpose. The second step is to have a catalyzing statement related to that purpose. You next have to have values that are permanent to your business and have a clear number one value. You then have to have a real business strategy. One or two lines of what business are you in? One or two lines of who is your ideal customer? One of two lines of how do you deliver your product or service? And the how has two parts. How do you market it? And how do you actually physically deliver it? So you've got to answer that. If you haven't watched that module, watch that module. The next step of the business finishing school frame is the long-term, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and tangible objectives. You gotta know where you wanna be in 10 years. Crystal clear. It's no different than a marriage. If you define 10 years from now, here's what my marriage looks like, it's gonna inform what you do today. So in business, the analogy is your long-term objectives 10 or 20 years out are going to inform your quarterly objectives, which is the last part. And your quarterly objectives have to have specific activities associated. So to repeat, short business purpose statement, then catalyzing statement, then values, then real business strategy, which has three parts. What business, who is your ideal customer, and how do you deliver your product or service, both how you deliver it, and how you market it. And then long-term objectives and quarterly objectives. So that's the BFS frame. Uh, I'm looking at my uh, notes here. We have an upcoming Business Finishing School Growth Summit in September. If you have not registered, go to the website and register. September 27th at the Marriott Quorum in Dallas. And the intention of these events is to give you direct access to a new mindset and new tactics and new principles. You'll gain a higher level of con confidence because you'll learn how to radiate consciousness around what you want. And that's very important. The quote of the month. I'm going to read something that uh, stopped me in my tracks. I read this to my kids last week. And my kids are young, but I love giving them stuff like this because it, it, it changes their DNA when they're as young as my kids are. This is a quote by so Sophie Schall. And oftentimes I look up the person before I read the quote. I didn't do that in this case because the quote is so powerful. 
Here's what she says. The real damage is done by those millions who want to survive. The honest men and women who just want to be left in peace. Those who don't want their little lives disturbed by anything bigger than themselves. Those with no sides and no causes. Those who won't take measure of their own strength for fear of antagonizing their own weakness. Those who don't like to make waves or enemies. Those for whom freedom, honor, truth, and principles are only literature. Those who live small, mate small, mate spelled M-A-T-E, live small, mate small, die small. It's the reductionist approach to life. If you keep it small, you'll keep it under control. If you don't make any noise, the boogeyman won't find you. But it's all an illusion because they die too. Those people who roll up their spirits into tiny little balls so as to be safe. Safe from what? Life is always on the edge of death. Narrow streets lead to the same place as wide avenues. And a little candle burns itself out just like a flaming torch does. I choose my own way to burn. Interesting. Wow. All right. Well, that is the quote of the month. And Morgan's editing this. She's going to say, wow, that's, that's uh, half the... The podcast, Rick. No, that is a powerful quote. You want a big life or you want a small life? You choose. It's up to you. So I want to flip to the principle of the month. And I'm actually looking at module 25 in year three, meaningful business objectives. One of my mentors who has since passed away is a guy named Charles Wiley. And I was sitting across the table from him once. And I said, Charles, how did you take seven different companies to over a billion dollar value and he looked at me he said you know it's really simple and business owners are not willing to do the simple things so what i did was every employee in all of my firms had a little card in their wallet or in their po pocket and he said i'm an in introvert and so when i would pass employees in the hallway i would say show me your card and the card would have the company's objectives on it for the quarter and it would have this individual's objectives for the quarter. Imagine how your culture would be impacted if everybody you talk to, instead of talking about the weather or sports, you're talking about the company's objectives and their objectives, their individual objectives. That would change everything. And so it leads me into one of the most popular questions I get in business finishing school is how do you come up with meaningful objectives for employees or for the company and you look at your purpose as a company who owns that in your business who owns the values in your business who owns each of the stakeholders in your business and when i say who owns it i mean which one of your executives or employees is responsible that you're honoring each of your of your object of your um, values which employee is responsible that the company stays on purpose? Which of your employees is responsible that all the stakeholders, values, etc., have a you know somebody's name next to them? So when it comes to meaningful business objectives, there's a lot of different buckets that you can look in. The other thing that's a really easy one, and it's something I start with, very difficult for people to do because they don't have time today, but when you hire an employee, and if you have employees now, meet with them right now and come up with a clear list of all their responsibilities. 
and each employee should have no more than 10. And it could be as simple as, you know, employee A named Sally. She's responsible for all internet marketing. She's responsible for all new client communication. She's responsible for web infrastructure, i.e. is the website up to date, etc. She's responsible for now moving into the purpose of this, of this podcast. Uh, she's responsible for making sure that the firm honors the values of simplicity, probability, and leverage, as an example. She may also be responsible f- that business finishing school modules are being followed. So if you follow my logic here, there's literally hundreds of different buckets that you could fish in to come up with objectives. So when you say to me at boot camp events or summits, Rick, you know, we're having a hard time coming up with objectives. Start there. And then you move into the more tangible things like, let me see your balance sheet and your P&L statement. And those inform objectives as well. Each line item on your balance sheet, each line item on your P&L, your profit and loss, could potentially be an objective for somebody. So the average company has about 40 line items. You've got all your expenses delineated out. You could have somebody responsible for keeping each one of those expenses low. You could bifurcate that among different employees. One person is responsible for you know, uh, keeping your electronic costs low. Another employee is responsible for keeping marketing low. Another employee is responsible for uh, a line item on income, et cetera. So every single line item on your balance sheet and on your P&L is an opportunity for you to create an objective for the business. So again, I'm gonna repeat what Charles Wiley said to me, and it's actually in the module. He said, Rick, creating objectives that are meaningful to your business is one of the most important jobs you will ever have as a leader. And we forget that because today leaders are also inundated and reacting. And that's why when we um, go to the events, the live events, at every single one, I repeat the business finishing school frame, and I repeat that because I want to demonstrate what the frame is for at the end. At the end of the frame, I say your job as the leader is to repeat yourself over and over and over and to beat the drum and never stop. And if you think of the best companies in the world or the best entertainers in the world or the most successful people in general, they repeat themselves a lot unsuccessful people they've got a new sales pitch every time you talk to them they're involved in something new all the time they're not beating the same drum over and over and over and if you think about any company whether it's apple or microsoft or mcdonald's any company that's been successful leadership is all about repeating and hammering home why the company exists and making sure it's a consistent experience so Um, I'm looking at some of the um, exercises as it relates to this module. And when you think about the stakeholders of your business where you could also fish for objectives, you've got your community, the community at large, which is society. You've got partners and vendors. You've got investors and owners. You've got clients. You've got employees. If you brainstorm for all the different stakeholders, and a stakeholder to me is anything that your business impacts. Most businesses have at least 10 stakeholders. 
you could then assign out the stakeholders and say, for example, you know, employee A, Sally, Sally, you're responsible for making sure that our owners are well taken care of or that our employees are well taken care of. And they can come up with objectives around that. So do not complicate this. Every quarter, sit down with your team, come up with five objectives for the company, and then each employee has to have their own objectives that align. And put a thermometer in your break room showing the progress through the quarter of how you're achieving that objective. So if your objective is to create a million dollars in revenue in this quarter, put a thermometer with a zero at the bottom and a million at the top, and every day update it. Um, there's a great book that I recommended at the end of this module. It's called Conscious Capitalism, Liberating the Heroic Spirit of Business. And it touches on a lot of the concepts that I brought up in this module. So uh, I'm going to move on and start wrapping up the call. As you know, people who profoundly achieve aren't necessarily people who do so much. They're people around whom things get done. And Marianne Williamson said this, and that's my objective for you. I want you to be the type of person around whom things get done. So uh, that is it. I'm wrapping up right now. This is Rick Sapio signing off. Thank you for your time and attention. If you have any questions whatsoever, email them to info at businessfinishingschool.com. Have an awesome day.